tradition. Without our traditions, our lives would be as shaky as as a fitter on the roof. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Paul Listnick Behind the Curtain. Today, of course, looking at the world of theater, which I love to do, step away from the world of politics that I do on TV. But uh, actually, in some ways, my guests in this show might actually cross that line a little bit because of the topic. You'll understand as we get into this. You knew from that uh, lead in music. We are talking about Fiddler on the Roof, which comes back to Chicago at the Cadillac Palace Theater, May 17th through the 22nd. I couldn't be more thrilled than to be joined by the two leads in that show playing Tevya is Yehezkel Lazarov. Yehezkel, shalom. I know you are from Israel and so good to see you. Shalom. Thank you. And Maite Uzal joins us. You are from Spain, but you play the role of Golda. And the two of you now have been married for almost 25 years, probably in real life, too. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's how it feels like. <laughs> Working together for a long time. And let me start with you, uh, Yehesko. I mean, it, this has to be, as an Israeli, whatever, I, I know, I just make this connection. But playing mm-hmm. Tebya, it just has to be something that somebody in theater and arts who has your background, this is a role you had to do. Well, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it just came to my life and it's explode, you know, like um, it's 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 one of the most amazing things that happened to me in, in my career. Uh, I think in any actor uh, can ask for this kind of role. This is this is like the perfect role an actor can ask because it has it's truly has the all the colors you can ask for. I mean, you've. Beginning with the being the the caring person that he is, and there's so much humor. The text is like perfectly written, and uh, yeah, it's a big deal in Israel that I'm doing this role. You know, of course, and um, also to get into uh, you know a role that was very much um, belonged to Topol, and everybody knows the role through Topol, and and uh, we had few years the musical in Tel Aviv, so. So it's it's a huge thing for me to do this role, and that's why I'm stick with it like for four years, six hundred shows already. Maite, so uh, and you come to this. So by the way, this is not you. Had, you reminded me this is not your first visit to Chicago with this show. Last time would have been 2018. Of course, I see it every time it's here. Um, you've been with the show for a long time. Yes, we've both been with the show since the beginning. Yeah. And is there, some, is there something about this that, that, I mean, that keeps you with it? I mean, there's some people would say, oh, it's Fiddler again, whatever. But, it, you know, I mean, I don't see it that way, but mm-hmm. you obviously don't either. Um, well, it's like, um, I don't know if you have a certain type of clothes that you always have in your wardrobe or a certain type of food that always works for you. Um, it just always works uh, when something is so well done so well written and you see that it's just it's such uh an important story to tell um that people receive it so well that people love it so much i mean there's just so many reasons um to stick with fiddler um that's why it's 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 a classic so that's why it's a pleasure to come into it every night because it's, it's just so good it's like seeing a when you, when you, a good friend that you like, you know, you may have your little quarrels or whatever, but when someone is, uh, sticks with you, they stick. 
Yeah, and 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 having the theater bug in, in, in myself, there isn't a party that I don't go to where where um, uh, if I were a rich man isn't the song that I sing uh, at the place, uh, along with a few others like Sabbath Prayer and, and uh, Chava's Ballet. But anyway, Yehesko, let me also ask you um, in, in terms of the drama of this role. This is a little bit different than past shows in that it's directed by Bart Cher. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will know him because he's sort of a legend uh, in, on Broadway and, and, and the Tonys. But, you know, another of his shows just down the street from you, To Kill a Mockingbird, playing pretty yeah, much the same day. I'll yeah. be chatting with Richard Thomas in just a little bit from that show. But tell me what it's like to be in a Bart Cher show, because he really he trusts the actors. He, he feels the show. Yeah, um, I had to. So first of all, because I'm coming from Israel, and I'm, and I'm, I so I didn't know Barcher, of course. So for me, it was like, you know, very clean paper to come to these rehearsals and 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 to have the process with uh, Sari, his um, assistant director, and the, the second director and chair. Um, and I discovered it through the rehearsals how. Free, freer he makes you feel how how he, he truly trusts the actors and uh, it, it takes him time to pick the actors but while the, the minute he has them um he gives them a hundred percent trust and and this is this is amazing this is that means that he's very sure of himself he knows exactly what he wants you know exactly what he needs and sometimes when a director knows those things it, it doesn't really have to talk uh, to the actors, he can just point about, you know, and it, it just, you, you just already know exactly what to deliver. So for me, it was a huge honor to discover this man and this process and, um, and, and the way he took the, also this, this show, you know, this show can be translated to, to all different kinds of ways. And, and I think that he kept it traditional in a way, but also, he put something very modern in it so we can all be proud that we're not just doing something from the past and, and, uh, and re, you know, um, uh, doing the same thing that people are doing for, for, for decades. Uh, we bring something new on stage. And I think it's that the, the realistic, it's the, it's the characters. There's nothing caricaturistic about the characters. I think the relationships are real. And uh, those little things that he talked about it, and of course the the movement and the da- you know the dance and everything and the stage, but still there's something about the soul of the of the of the show, um, the way he talks about the politics upstairs. Uh, um, 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 you understand what I'm what I'm trying to say? I, I, I do. And, and in fact, by the way, there's so much from this show that has been ingrained. A lot of people think the bottle dance, for example, at the wedding was part of Jewish mm-hmm. custom and tradition instead of realizing that Jerome Robbins created it. Uh, and maybe now it's part of a tradition, but it wasn't then. Maite, um, as well, you know, and you, I'm sure you guys know a lot of the history of the show, but when it first got created, one of the comments made by a producer was there are only so many Hadassah members and chapters who are going to come and see this thing, and then there's nobody else to show it to. But this show, he was wrong, and this show, of, t- uh, of course has such resonance but it has special resonance today that's why i say my world i cover politics on television today this show i think when i come to opening night it's going to have more power for me than it had even when i saw you in 2018 my what do you think i mean certainly we cannot ignore that there's something happening right now that is uh mirroring you know art imitates life and vice versa so that's that's just there um, but yes, I did know, I think that this show, um, is fortunately in some aspects and unfortunately is always going to be relevant because, um, 
generational conflicts and uh, the conflicts between people who see um, each other as a threat and who lead with fear because of that, unfortunately, are an ingredient of uh, the human experience. That's why the show is, is going to continue to be relevant. Um, and yes, I did know that about the show. I There's this anecdote. I don't know if I'm going to tell it exactly as it was, but apparently when um, Zero Mustel um, was promoting the show back in the day when they were trying to, to, to put it up. Um, he went to several producers and he said to, to, the producer said to them, this is too Jewish, you know, no one is going to be interested. Um, it doesn't appeal to the larger public. And then they went to other producers who did actually, uh, trust the show and whatnot. And eventually, um, there were lines and lines and lines and lines in order to see the show. And Zero Mostel took a picture of the lines going around the block of the theater. And there was a pair, there were a pair of nuns who were lined up to see the show. And he took that picture and he made it into a little postcard and he sent it to those producers who didn't want to, uh, put their money into the show. And the postcard merely said, schmuck. <laughs> because the show really you know the 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 jewish aspect of it is just uh I, i'm not sure if the word excuse is exactly accurate for what i want to say but it's just a vehicle that is used to portray a story that is universal i mean this happens in any culture the the challenging of traditions conflicts you know love is 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 impregnating the the entire show in all this, and like a million things that that do not necessarily that happen in every culture, in every religion, in every uh, that are just a uh, part of uh, the tissue of human relationships. Yeah, Haskell, talk a little bit about the fact of I can't imagine people don't know the story of Fiddler on the Roof, but in addition to all of this, the pogrom and get out of your land, and this is my land, all of that. It's about a milkman and his daughters. Yeah, it's about a milkman and his daughters. It's true. And they all have uh, three love, beautiful stories. Um, it starts from the first one, from Saito. And she she wants to marry a very poor man. Um, and, uh, of course, uh, Tevye has this dream of being becoming a rich man. And uh, and he wished he would be he, he would be rich and he wants his daughters to have the same, you know, the same uh, luxury life that he wants to have. And uh, so, so first he's against this marriage and then, so, so that's, that's an easy story for him because he just needs to, you know, to, to give up the money. But then the second daughter is bringing a, a rebel a person, you know, Perchik that wants to, uh, to fight the, the, the world and fight against the religion, against the, the tradition. So, you know, like taking her hand and dance with her in the wedding. So this is like uh, unforgettable, you know, unforgivable in, 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 in the culture of the Jewish uh, religious uh, people so he has to give up this and and he leaves also and she has to leave to leave home so th- this is like uh, you know at that time that these days and until now when if my daughter will tell me that she's living home with someone uh, abroad uh, it will be a very very hard thing for me to accept of course and then the third one is getting married with uh, but it's okay at, at least it's you know he's jewish is you know the second one Patrick so so it's 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 in the it's in his circle of understanding and accepting but the third one wants to get married with the goy with, with this is like un, unforgivable and uh, i think that's the only time where he cannot forgive you know he cannot he cannot accept that 
And uh, there is this monologue that he says at the end. No, there is no other way. There's only one way for him to live life and to accept uh, tradition. And of course, he loves her. And at, at the end, he gives her his, her, his bless, but uh, it's hard for him to accept it. And I'm telling you, I know it's from a very personal, my own story, because I got married with a non-Jewish woman uh, in a very religious family. Like I'm still doing tefillin every morning, praying to God, coming from a religious family and uh, getting married with a non-Jewish woman uh, was at the beginning very hard for my family. So every evening, I know I remember that story on my on my own body. You know, I'm fighting against my daughter as an actor, but I personally, I had this story uh, on my own and uh, it's it's not an easy thing. It's truly not an easy thing. Of course, at the end, my parents loved my wife and loved my kids. And, and it's a, and at the, the end of it, it's beautiful. But at the beginning, it was very, very hard. So it's also something that I bring a personal experience in that thing. So, uh, and I, By the way, I think your daughter was recently bat mitzvahed, yes? So congratulations on that. Uh, we had bat mitzvah on the tour for Emma. Now she's 15 yeah. already, but I have yeah. an 18-year-old girl. Uh that's finishing high school right now. Yeah. And the eleven years. I have three I have three daughters of my own. And, maz- and Mazel Tov. And, and Mike, let me ask you uh, to address the women in this show, because, you know, back when this would have happened in the early 1900s, you know, well, I think women have always been strong, but the, the reputation, the stereotype was that they, you know, maybe were not as strong. But Golda, she runs that family. I want to see Muckle's new machine now, right? But Golda <laughs> runs the family. Yes, um... Well, I'm actually not sure if the um, stereotype in that specific uh, shtetl would have been that they're not strong, maybe not outwardly, like, um, but you're not really at other times, at the same time in other places in the world, like you're not in, in like in England, in, a, in the high society of England or Paris, where, where you had the damosel in distress. These are women who are working the fields, who are actually, if you think about the physical labor that they have to do every day, they wake up like at 5 a.m. every morning. They are rushing against the clock um, throughout all the week to get everything ready for Sabbath, which is the ultimate goal of every week, and then have that release. Um, and they really, uh, from a, from, from a pr- pragmatic um, and physical perspective, they do run everything. Uh, and, and if you, if you, if you pay attention to the story, who comes, Yenta comes to talk to me in order to arrange every match. Right. Then I have to put that seed in his brain, find the right moment. And, you know, but there's, there's a lot going on behind the scenes, so to speak. Um, you know, then every, every marriage would have been different. Every couple would have maybe been a little, <clears throat> a little different, but certainly, um, they are very, very, very strong in, in many aspects. And some of them, I think, um, are just ingrained in the culture because of also the obedience that they owe uh, to the papas and to their own faith. And there's just no option for them. You know, uh, for, for a woman like me nowadays, there's always an option to be strong or not to be strong. Back in the day, the stakes were that or, or die, basically, or not survive, you know? Um, so, so yeah, yeah, there, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they're all, the, the image is already that they're not strong. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I, well, I think I they can't are. Imagine any woman in Anatevka, given the the kind of society and the amount of physical labor, and that wouldn't be sort of a sort of a, a workhorse. Yeah. You know, to to a certain degree, to a certain degree. You know, yeah, the yeah. is more. You know, there's there's nuances to that, but because of the 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 demands of of the faith and and of everyday tasks that they have to fulfill. There's just no other option. There's no other hand, like Tevye says, for us. And you see the Not daughters, obviously. We lose our daughter. I mean, there's I, no, you know. Right. Um, but you see that, but in, in, in Huddle, in Chaba, you also see the strength of their characters as women and growing as well, I think. Uh, they all turn out to be very strong people. Of course. Talk yeah. about, I mean, talk about, a, uh, about feminism. Right. I mean, if, if 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 there's a play that that promotes the empowerment of women, it is Fiddler on the Roof. Yeah. Um, I would argue sometimes that the protagonists are the daughters because Tevia is only reacting to them. The ones who are pushing the motors of the of the show are the daughters. They are, and uh, on an outer layer, uh, the the Orthodox, the Russians yeah. too. But Tevia and I just react. React, react, react. But the ones who introduce the the, the turning points, sure, to, because we are holding the tradition and they're trying to change it. So. Exactly. Before I lose my time with you, I just want to ask each of you because I, I you know, the fiddler on the roof is so it, tradition. It's family. I, I I could sit and rattle off for me the meaning of it on so many different levels. But I, I want to know for you in a sentence, in two sentences, uh, Mighty. I'll begin with you. When somebody says to you. What is the purpose, the impact of Fiddler on the Roof? What is that number one for you? I mean, tolerance. Acceptance of the other. Truly. Which, at the end of the day, is cultivating love. But, yeah. Now that, and I agree. And, it, it, yeah. and I'm so glad that's the first thing that occurred to you. Yeah, Hesco, mm-hmm. what, uh, what's the first thing? For you don't get to take the, her answer now. For me, it's the ability to change. And um, I'm, I'm saying it from a very personal also um, perspective. Um, coming from a religious family and to change the traditions and um, and to, to give the people the power that they should listen to their own voice. And, um, and they can even question God. And that's what I'm doing as a character. I'm questioning God. I'm questioning religious all the time as a religious person. And it doesn't mean that you have to leave your faith. You can still believe but you can change. You can change with this believing uh, quality. I think that's what helps the message of Fiddler resonate for what, 50, 60 years now. It's coming up to 60, I think, uh, which is just absolutely amazing. Um, I think as long as human beings exist, Fiddler on the Roof will exist too. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And something that would have never been predicted when it first got created. So yeah. uh, Sheldon and Jerry and Joseph uh, did an amazing thing back then. Well, I will see you on opening night. I will try, Heskel, not to sing louder than you during If I Were a Rich Man. If I do, You're just go shush, shush, shush. Well, I'm, in the, I'm usually in the third row, so that's, I'll be, cl- no, I'm just kidding. I would never do that. Um, but I will be crying. I will be with you. And no matter how many dozens of times I've seen this show, it impacts me every single time. And so yeah. to my Tevya, my Golda, uh, Yeheska Lazarov, and my Tate Wazal, I, I say to you, Toda Rabah, thank you so much. I can't wait thank to you see so you. 
Have a wonderful run. Break break legs back here in Chicago. And yes, I will send you to some pizza places and all the junk food places that you want to go. I should tell our viewers and listeners, the show runs from May 17th to May 22nd. It's not a long time, so get your tickets. It's at the Cadillac Palace Theater and tickets, as always, broadwayinchicago.com. Thank you for being with me. I appreciate it. Shalom. Thank you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Well, if you want to know more about what we've talked about here, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Paul Lisnick. That's P-A-U-L-L-I-S-N-E-K. And I'd love to hear your comments or topic suggestions for future podcasts. You can also go to my website, paullisnick.tv. And hey, don't forget to hit subscribe on WGN Plus and iTunes. And tune in each week to hear more Insider Scoop coming to you from behind the curtain.